Hi, welcome to the Us and Kids podcast. I am your host, Jan Talon. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, a wife, a mom, and a grandma. With my own marriage and with my clients, I have worked to help us all avoid that pain of divorce and achieve the grand balance of being married forever Wow, even parenting together. It takes a lot of courage to do that, and it also takes a lot of encouragement to do that. The DNA method of communication often talks about this need for having courage, but also how to use encouragement to help build up courage. We know this is worth the work. Being married forever while you parent together is so very rewarding. Last week, we talked about the ingredients for courage so that it is mixed up and blended with all sorts of characteristics and skills that we need to grow and nurture over time that helps us have courage. It included some things like self-confidence, integrity, compassion, willingness to change. We said that as the ingredients grow and develop, as you use them and you become stronger with your courage, you're able to use it more often, that what you'll notice is that you become intrinsically motivated, meaning that you are okay with doing things without being bribed or paid or have an extra plus benefit, but that you just do it because it's the right thing to do. It's a good thing to do. Why not? That intrinsic motivation is really key in terms of how we parent our little ones as well. And in the DNA method, we talk about pursuing your dreams and your desires for yourself, but also for your family and how you want your kiddos to be. You play a role in that. And knowing what you're parenting towards is important. So what do you desire for yourself and for your kiddos? And then what skills do you need? And in the DNA method, that necessary skills, the N, necessary skills, includes things like being able to connect with a good amount of vulnerability and honesty, managing your emotional self, being able to listen accurately and speak clearly, and being able to use honor and protection and equipment along with the courage and the compassion to give benefit of the doubt when you don't know, when there are blank spaces, and being able to stay close to each other even when you're under tension, in disagreement. All of those things take courage. And growing courage is something that we often have to practice every day. You know what else? We can help each other grow courage by encouraging each other. So today I just want to talk a little bit about how do we help each other? How do we encourage each other? What does that look like and sound like? Okay. One of them is, we've heard it before, is that yay for you, encouraging words of saying, you did it, you can do it, yay. 
It's positiveness. And in this positiveness, what we really want to do is we want to encourage or affirm the effort, not necessarily the result. What happens in a mind is that when the encouragement or the affirmation comes from a finished product, that then for kiddos and for adults, we see that the only time we should really have courage is if we are going to be sure that the result is going to be good. And so, in the long run, it can hold us back from taking more courageous steps because we're not sure of the end result. When the praise and the affirmation is in the effort, wow, did you work hard on that. Oh, man, I could see the hours and the thought and the determination you put into that. That kind of encouragement with those kinds of directions into their character helps them see that when they use those elements, they can try anything. I hope that you can hear the difference. It's praising the effort that then motivates adults and kiddos to keep trying and to do something again because it's about their effort, not about the end result. That's part of the affirmation there is. They don't crumble then. The kiddos and the adults don't crumble when things don't work very well because they link it to... I can put in a different kind of effort. I could change it this way and I would get a better result. This encouragement increases motivation. It also increases the resilience so that the shame doesn't sneak in when something doesn't go their way. And it could be the shame of I didn't win that game. I missed that goal. Or the shame of I didn't get a good grade. Or the shame of my mom and my daddy weren't pleased with me. And we will try always to keep that shame down. Sometimes it's appropriate. But we don't want it to stay and creep in. Because it will always cut out a space of being in courage. In a space of courage. So those affirmations of things that are specific about an effort is really important to do. Something like I I was watching a little kiddo um, yesterday make a puzzle. And about a month or so ago, maybe six weeks or so, this little guy had said, I'm not very good at making puzzles. And so we sat down together and we made a floor puzzle together. And we talked about how you match colors and shapes and how you try. You have to pick it up and put it in. You can't slide it in. And some of those things, how to hold a big puzzle piece with their little hands so that they could get it in the right spot. And there he is sitting on the floor all by himself, separating the colors and making the puzzle by himself. And my sentence to him was, wow, you have done a really good job at remembering how to put a puzzle together. And this is even bigger. You're going to solve it really well. Rest time's over. I come in. There's the puzzle and it is done. And I say, you concentrated so much 
I'm so impressed. And this is a beautiful puzzle. And we talked about the characteristics in the picture in the puzzle. How much purple there was, because it was more girl puzzle than boy puzzle, supposedly, right? You can hear my affirmation here is very specific, and it's about the effort more than about whether or not he put the puzzle together. Another way to use encouragement is to not use it manipulatively. That's a long way to say it, right? <laughs> um, when we give positive information, we are giving it to build them up, not to trick them. This You have to watch your own personal agenda here, whether or not you're giving praise to trick them into doing it more or doing it again. And kids and adults can tell when that praise is not genuine. The sentence such as, good, you did really well at that, but I know you can do better, is intended in a, person, a speaker's heart and mind to thinking it's going to motivate someone to do harder and try more next time. This kind of encouragement that has that control in it instills a bit of a temporary self-worth. Because now they're only good for a moment and approved of for a moment. And their self-confidence becomes shaky because as soon as they didn't do it or do better next time, even if they put out their best effort, even if they don't do better next time, that means that their self-worth is not as much. So I had a child who studied and worked. We did the worksheets. We reviewed. She could spit out information to me like no tomorrow. She'd go to take a test and it didn't happen. I had to be careful and not real hard for me because I, I believed in her and I knew she knew the stuff, but she had, she could see if she kept her self-worth based on the value of that test, the letter on that test grade, she would sink. And instead, we talked about the value of grades. And we talked about that we knew she knew the stuff. And really, that's really what mattered to me. It isn't what the grade was. I didn't want the letter on a test to be contingent for her self-worth and have her dig a ditch just because the grade didn't come back as she and I had hoped. When we're doing encouraging, do it straight up. Don't do it with trickery. You can sort of hear this. This encouraging place, it has to be genuine. And so when we add a place of comparing one kiddo to another, or you know, you're not like your brother, or you're so much like your mother, that kind of stuff, it erodes their confidence. It doesn't build it up. It doesn't give them courage to improve. Instead, it says, oh dear, I'm not going to be as good as them. It adds depression and it eliminates motivation. 
So our encouragement to our kiddos and to our spouses has to be clean, has to be full of integrity, right? I'm proud of you for putting in this effort in learning all of these chemistry words. Something I would have said to my daughter. That's what I'm proud of, is the effort you put in. I don't ask her, how did your other friends do? Sometimes I want to know, I wish I knew the curve, like how many other kids didn't pass this test either. What we want to say when we're praising someone, when we're encouraging someone, is that I'm pleased, impressed, encouraged by their efforts. When we say it the other way around and we compare them, well, how did your friend do? Or how did the rest of the class do? Or I don't know why you can't keep up with so-and-so or this or that. We watch the other emotions creep in. Frustration, anxiety, helplessness. Resilience goes down. Hmm. Encouragement has to be genuine, straight up, clean, and genuine. When we overpraise for something that was really simple, it's insulting. And when we underpraise for something that somebody worked and worked and worked at, there too, we haven't spoken into the amount of confidence that they used, the amount of courage they had to muster up to keep going forward. Kids and adults can hear when we're insincere. And when we're not interested, use your praise and affirmation in ways that match the intensity of the effort. Now, that means you have to be paying attention and you have to have the courage to be able to find good words, even when you think their effort wasn't very big. They didn't try very hard. If you want to know something more, ask them. Tell me about how hard this was for you. How much effort did you put in? Not in a judging way. You can hear I'm going to be curious. This is not sneaky because I want to know. Sometimes they say things like, I put in so much effort, but it's because my partner over here, he didn't do anything. And so I had to keep trying to stay on track even when he was doing this or this or this. And say, I'm not very good at drawing and they wanted me to draw. And this was a lot of work for me to draw. You can hear when we're really pushed into a new skill and we don't think the result is very good. Our kiddos, even an adult may have said, so new to me that this isn't probably going to be my best ever, but it is my best first. And when we honor their best first as being just that and with full of enthusiasm for the effort, the ideas, the courage that they used, even if it was 3%, to go and do something new, that's what we affirm. And finally, in order to build up, someone's courage. 
So we're going to encourage them. Just be spontaneous. When you're right on target and you can see what they've done, you're being able to grab them and hug them or give them a high five is well worth it. Then the kids and the adults know it's straight from your heart. It's so true from you to them. And that energy is encouraging. It builds up courage in other people. I have a little guy who I'm around in right now. Um, he's in the process of learning what we call how to go in the potty. And so we were practicing that yesterday. And he would hop up and he would say, I did it. And I would say, high five. And away he'd go. He'd come running over to me. Bare bottomed as could be high five in me. And he would say, I need a chocolate chip. And I would go, yes, you do. Away we'd run to get the chocolate chip. And then we'd work on reclothing the little guy. But whatever landed in the potty was worth a high five. And I was going to be all in on helping him figure out how to control all of those muscles in his body. I was genuinely thrilled. He's old enough and he's smart enough. So as you think about how you encourage, I've said some things, do it this way, don't do it that way. Be sincere, be genuine. Look more towards the effort and the energy than the end result. Do your own little evaluation. How are you as an encourager? For your spouse, what would be better? For your kiddos, look at each one, they're all different. They need different ways of being encouraged in order to grow that courage inside of them. And you're going to look at what do they need? What do we want them to be, that end desire? And then how are you going to change your encouragement so that they can grow into that? How are you going to change your communication patterns with your spouse? so that they can grow in courage. And how are you going to change your own self-talk so that your courage can grow as well? Life will continue to change. Adversity and challenges will continue to show up at our doorstep as we grow in, in courage and we grow in encouraging others. These challenges become easier to manage. Not always fun, but easier to manage. I am cheering for you. I hope to meet you someday in the DNA for Fun Communications program. And I am cheering you on to live well with integrity, with compassion, and with courage. Thank you for joining. Bye-bye.